and welcome to Lady Time. I'm your host, Jill McGregor, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. For the longest time, I have been thinking about what friendship is and what it really is and what it really isn't. I put out a survey to a number of friends a while back and I asked them, would they say what they thought friendship was and what it wasn't? Because when I started to think about it myself, I didn't really know. I, I actually came up against a kind of a brick wall as to exactly what friendship was. So I wanted to hear what other people thought. And I got 13 responses back, which were absolutely amazing to read. A lot, there is a thread that runs through a lot of them, but it really was amazing to read them. And it was amazing to read what they thought friendship wasn't as well. Now, just to let those friends know, I won't be mentioning anybody's name at all. And uh, rather than try to do it as a solo cast and me trying to figure out what I wanted to say, I decided to bring someone on and have an actual conversation about friendship with them. So I'm going to introduce you to Jade Murphy. Hi, Jade. How are you? Hi, Jill. I'm good. This is my first podcast, so I'm very excited about it. This is great because I know you love listening to podcasts as well as as I do myself. But um, as, it's great because I wanted to get you on this podcast anyway, and we were going to do it. We were going to talk about older women in film. We may do that at some other point, but today we're going to have a conversation about friendship. Now, I have given you the list of things that people said, and just to say to those friends that sent in, Jade doesn't have your names. She only has the pieces that you wrote, and she doesn't know who they're from. She doesn't know whether you're male or female, any of that. She doesn't know that. And we're just going to kick off and have a great conversation on friendship. So I'm so glad that you were able to come on, Jade, today. It's really great. Thank it's you. really interesting, Jill, because when you asked me the question, it sounded like such a simple one. What does friendship mean to you? And it sent me into a bit of a tailspin because I genuinely struggled to define what it was. And I found actually reading the responses that you got really kind of started me thinking on it more and it really helped me try and figure out what I thought friendship was because it's not easy to put into words it really isn't Jade and that's exactly I've been thinking about this for years like really years and I know the friendships change over time as well but for years I've been thinking about this and I like that could never come up with any definitive thing that I could call friendship there's a few things that you could say that it, that it is and you can go as deep as you like but I'm so glad that you said that uh, because this is why I want, needed to have a conversation because I didn't really think I could do a solo cast on it I, I could muse away for a while but I think if what I said it would probably get very very repetitive and boring so that's very interesting did you come up with any even sort of initial thoughts about it any any nugget of an idea yeah um, yes I did I think I started thinking about it more abstract so you know what is friendship and I I did genuinely struggle with that I, I couldn't really define it and then I started thinking of 
my friendships, the people that I was friends with and the people that were in, in my life. And I realized that I don't have the same friendship with two people. They're all so different. And it's not that I value any one more than the other. Some I do value more than the other. But even the ones that I value the same, they are different. They're completely what we bring to each other's lives is something so unique and different that I remembered, I, I heard years ago, this statement that a friendship is either for a reason, for a season or for a lifetime. And that for me kind of just made sense. Well, I've never heard that. And you know, right in just those three things, you can see three different types of friendships. And I haven't thought about it, but I'm sure there are roughly three or four different types of friendships that you can have. But the one for life, I suppose, is the one. Yeah, that's the one that goes the deepest. But we do have different types of friendships. I also find that I can almost be a different a, a different aspect of my personality will come out with different friends. You know, yeah. one, one friend, we get very philosophical together. Another friend, we could go into the bowels of, you know, about emotional things, or maybe it's about relationships or about work relationships or something. And, uh, you know, then it also depends on the age of the person that you're friends with. A lot of friends Oh, not so many now because a few friends have passed away that are a good bit older than me, but they gave me a whole different perspective on friendship and on life as well. And then I have friends that are younger than me and you can see the freshness of the early years. Uh, but most people are generally around your own age. And so then you're kind of growing together. But that is really interesting. Say that again, actually. Yeah, it's, I, I heard it online. It's a friend is either for a reason, a season or for a lifetime. Oh, and it does. It does make sense. And it's funny that you say that about you're a different in some ways, you're a different version of yourself with different friends, because I think the exact same. I I find that some friends, I we talk about relationships, we talk about life, some friends we go out and we party together. Like there's just different versions of who you are with them. And I've tried to figure out, I guess, wh why that is. And sometimes I kind of go, well, maybe it's when you met them or where you were at that stage of your life. But I don't even think it is that. I think some people bring out different parts of your personality or they pull out something different in you. They're all you, but you're kind of different versions of yourself around them or something. It's it's. It's interesting to think about that, actually, and to why, why it is the case. Yeah, and I suppose it's a mix of the two people together, you know, because we are, there's so many parts to us as a human being. We're not just one thing. I suppose it's a bit like uh, when you're in, say, a romantic relationship as well. Not quite, it's not the same, obviously, but every boyfriend, say, that I've ever had I, I think I've been different with everyone. I mean, yeah. the same, but different as well. So I think it's the same in some ways with friendships. But I suppose you need different parts of you brought out. There's no one person that will fit every single thing that you want to be in a friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to be 
you're not going to be compatible in all aspects of life. You're just no, not. No, not even in a romantic relationship would you be compatible. Even in that, some people, they don't like the same type of holidays, for example, you know, and then you can go off with your friends and have a holiday. But even with friends, there are certain friends, like I, I have one of my friends, she will always, if we go away together or a few of us go away together, she will have, she loves to do stuff. And I kind of like to do stuff, but I like to chill out and be lazy as well. And uh, so I know when I go with that friend, there might be a schedule every day, but we might, <laughs> I might have to say, can, can we go off schedule in the morning or whatever, or whenever, you know? And yet I love that she brings out that. She'll say, oh, this is in this part, uh, you know, in this city. And we could go and see this and that and the other. And I actually like someone that brings that out in me. But I wouldn't be the person that would actually arrange all of that. She would arrange all those things. And then I'll go and kind of do them happily. And uh, yet the friend that is happy to chill out on the beach I'm as happy to do that as well. I'd be more happier doing that on a hot holiday as opposed to in a hot climate. So yeah, different people will bring so many different, I think I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but. No, no, it's funny. Bring... It, it is funny, the holiday thing as well. Cause I think sometimes that's when you get to know your friends the most cause you're living with them for a period of time. And I have gone away with different friends and I have, I like to do stuff, but I also, I, I'm kind of one of those uh, middle of the road. I like to relax for a certain amount of it, but I'm not somebody that can sit out in the sun for long periods of time. So I like to be doing stuff. So I have different friends that I can do stuff with or some that I know will just want to lie out. But I went on holiday with one of my friends and we're both quite relaxed when it comes to the planning and the organizing. And it wasn't like, it was a great holiday, but we ended up kind of going, oh, we have to cross a border and we none of us arranged for any of that. So you kind of have to be careful as well that you make sure that you have somebody at least within it that's that's a bit of a planner and that, you know, will think of ahead of, of time of what's going to happen. But yeah, it is. It, it does feel like, I, I suppose, looking at the list that you gave and the kind of answers and stuff, in some ways, I would look at different versions of them for different friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, all of the people on that list, they're all my friends. So a couple of, there's a couple of people that are relatively new. And one is the sister of an old boyfriend of mine, but, and some are from my teenage years and others are relatively new. There's one friend I have actually never met in person because wow. I met over Zoom. And it's just, there's an array of people there that I have, I have known. And it, it's just been so interesting. I kind of, I'm actually, I'm just saying that to you now, I realize, oh my goodness, it's great to have all these people in my life that are, that felt like they could actually write back to me and tell me, because some of it I, I think is quite deep. What do you think that's? Trying to, like, because I suppose we've both talked about how we struggle to try and define it. It's great that we had these responses because they really did inspire the conversation, you know, inspire me to think about it a little bit more and to, un and to figure out what I thought about it. Whereas all of your friends started with a blank page, essentially, and had to come up with something. And a few of them said, gosh, some of them just wrote off the cuff. 
and send it off straight away. Others had just one sentence and uh, others quite a lot. But I think that some people came back and said, gosh, this really, really made me think as well. So, and I had to put a few notes for myself down on paper because I thought, gee, I, I really have to come up with this. So what do you think? Will we will we read out a couple of yeah. the what is friendship and what is not? Yeah, let's start off with, with the first one and, and what they thought it was. Okay. It's probably- do you want to read it out, that one out? Yeah. So okay. the first one is, a friend is someone who is truly happy for you when magic happens in the good times, as if it was happening to them. And that is a lovely way of looking at it. It's that they're happy for you when your life is going good, because that is sometimes when friendships can start to go a bit astray because jealousy creeps in. And and it's kind of that's when I guess your true. I mean, people say that your true friends come out when you're in trouble or when something's going wrong in your life. But I think what this person is saying, and I do agree with them, is they also come out when your life is really good. Because if they can't stand side by side with you when everything is really good and you're in a great place and they can accept that and and feel happy for you, then they really aren't a friend in the first place. It's kind of an interesting flip side of what we usually think about. And what did the person say that is not friendship? So they said on the flip side, um, they're there for you when things go sideways with complete empathy. And they're offering gifts of listening. But what a friend is not is jealousy in the good times and into themselves in the bad. So I suppose they're only there for you when, you're t- when your life is, go- is hard and difficult. And they're only happy to, to be in your life when, I guess in some ways, they feel a bit sorry for you or they feel, you know, that, that it's okay, their life is better than yours or something. It's, it's a really interesting way of looking at it because I I can't think of any friends that I lost during the bad times in my life, but I can think of friends that I lost when something was going well. So it's, it's, I've never thought of that before. It is, it's quite a, a different way of looking at it. That is interesting. And yes, there, there's a couple of people that would have moved away from me in the past during the good times, or if I was in great form. Because there can be a tendency to sometimes in people that and it's not I suppose it's not truly friendship to actually get together to moan a lot. Or one person is always doing quite well and the other one is always that little bit under. I can't think of the right word there, but then the not doing as well. And then if that person not doing as well starts to do well then it's interesting to see what shifts in the dynamic of the friendship if they yeah if yeah it Um, is it is kind of um Mm. it's it's set me thinking because I was I suppose in the same vein as you're thinking about friendship you're also thinking about when you lost friends because they weren't necessarily friends and it's really difficult to lose a friend actually I found it harder to lose friends and I've lost partners because I just there's something about you choose you feel like that person's going to be in your life forever in some ways you know with a partner that there's a possibility that they may not be around at a certain point but you feel like your friends are always going to be there and when you lose them they leave a big 
gaping hole behind and it is it's more difficult in some ways to kind of mourn a friendship than it is a partner I temporarily lost a very very close friend we had a very silly row about really nothing it was literally to do with the head spaces that we were both in at the time it had nothing to do with each other but it blew up into a big row and uh, it was a few months and I was so devastated and like you said I was far more devastated I think than ever any boyfriend that I broke up with I was really, really devastated and so glad when our friendship got back together. It was only one one row in a very long, long friendship, but it, it went on for a few months and it was horrible. It was really horrible for both of us. It was horrible. It's a um, testament in some ways to the friendship that it can survive something like that as well, because I've lost a friend. I am not very good at communication so I can tend to I suppose when stuff is happening when I'm under pressure particularly at work or in life I tend to kind of go into a bit of a hole and I don't communicate with people and I and I can go off into my own little thing for months on end and a lot of people know that that's me and they kind of accept that but sometimes early on in friendships that can be quite difficult because people think that you've dropped them or that you're moving away from them and then I sometimes get to the stage where I feel like I've left it too long and I can't I can't go back to that person now and pick it up because they shouldn't want to be friends with me at this stage because I've been gone so long. But I remember one particular friend, I just happened to see them like at, a, at an event and they came up to me because I was like, I really wanted to speak to them, but I was really, I was like, oh, they're not going to want to talk to me. I've been gone for so long. And they just came up and gave me a hug like nothing ever happened. It was asking me about it, life and what was going on. And that's when I realised I should have reached out to them. I shouldn't have stopped and gone, OK, well, they don't want to have anything to do with me. And I should have made the first move because friendships can survive things like that. They can come back. They can. And in some ways, they can be all the stronger afterwards because you know that that person is essentially there for you no matter what and once you explain to them why it happened or that it wasn't anything that you were doing to them that they're they're fine with it and they they accept I guess that it's you and that's the way you are and you know that's also a part of your maturity you know that you thought that you couldn't and fortunately that friend came up to you and you realize oh it's okay because you probably gotten I don't know if you did uh, get a bit afraid that it was too late, that you hadn't bothered and you didn't mean it and all of that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the fear of rejection in some way. And then I, that was a real lesson to me as well, that just because a friendship kind of goes away a little bit, always feel that you can reach out to that person. If they don't want you in your life anymore, they'll tell you. Mm. But isn't it better to do that than to lose them forever and not know whether they actually would have wanted you around or not it kind of did teach me a valuable lesson of reach out even if it's been a long time even if you're not sure if they're going to reciprocate or not just try I guess and be the be the bigger person in that because they were the bigger person and it should have been me I was the one that that dropped the ball on that friendship so it did kind of really teach me a good lesson and as you say you mature in your friendships as well and you realize that you can do that and you should do that 
And also you mature in yourself. I think you didn't know. And also the other thing is clearly that of that friend understood that that's what Jade needed at that time. And I, I have a friend like that, that I just leave her alone. I know I'm very intuitive with her. I'm kind of intuitive anyway, but I'm intuitive with her. I know she needs to process it. And I, I'll, I know that friend is going through something. I'll text a couple of times, check in, whatever. But if I don't hear back, I don't take any offence. And uh, I know then that she's just getting, or she's just busy with life as well. I mean, you can get busy with life, but I tend to know that when there's something else going on. And you sometimes just need to do it on your own, you know, go through stuff on your own. And, uh, but it is great. You were you were fortunate with that friend. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I'll just check because a lot of the stuff that's overlapped with people. I'll uh, read another one here. Feeling relaxed around someone. They get me. We click acceptance time for each other. But even if we don't see each other, just to link in with what you just said, it's like we are still connected considerate and care about what happens and listen to each other and then this friend said the the opposite of friendship is one way it's controlling and judging and using someone and constant drama and I suppose it links in with what you just said do you want to read hmm? what are we going to no, say I was going to say the the and I think it came up in one of them actually where it was and you do know that as a friend where you're talking to someone who is your friend, but they're not actually listening to you. And, you know, they're just waiting for their opportunity to tell you what they want to tell you, but they're not actually listening to what you're saying. And that's quite obvious in a friendship. I found, you know, you have those friends in your life that, you know, just want to tell you what's happening in their life and just want to update you on. But they don't listen when you're telling them about theirs. They're, they're simply waiting for an opportunity to talk that's right and do you find that when that happens you feel tired after you've spent time with that person as well yeah yeah I, you I, do. I find that did I you know I have a fair bit of energy but after like two or three hours with someone like that it's like whoa you're just ready to get away yeah because you feel like you're 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 energy is being drained because you're kind of asking for being asked for advice from them but they're never really willing to reciprocate with you and, and it's just one side at the whole time yeah. but do you find because I find with those friendships I, I can do that for a certain amount of time and then I get quite frustrated with those friendships because I feel like it is a one-way street and they start to go like do you find that you get frustrated with them or do you still hold on to them no, uh, as I got older, I let go of that kind of a friendship. Thankfully, there was very few and uh, of I mean friendship relationships that I have let go, had to let go of over the years. But I I did I had to because it became there was no um, newness and freshness in the friendship either or the conversations. I mean, yeah. I get, I just get bored if it's the same. For a certain time, you can go over and over something because sometimes you need to go over and over something. And then 
that that somehow clears whatever the issue or whatever the thing is that you talk about is it does it does appear in time with a friendship if it's just a one-way street you know like what this this friend here said if it's a one-way street then it has a lifespan it, it just it just has a lifespan yeah it's interesting what you said there about as you got older that you started to kind of let those friendships go because I do think as we get older you know when you're in your teens and you're in your 20s you have a load of friends you have so many friends but then as you get older you start to your your group starts to become a little bit close-knit because you do get rid of the friendships that aren't really friendships they're just people that you know and you let them go in your life but what I've found I've seen it online online a good bit is that as people get older, some people lose all of their friendships because they realize that they'd never had anyone that was truly there. And it's quite hard to form friendships with people later in life because where do you, I mean, the main place really that you make friendships is your work, isn't it? So like, I guess if you're talking about friendships, maybe it might be worth having a discussion around how you might meet new friends or how if there's any opportunities in life or where you met most of your friends like can you think of where you met the most of your friends or if there's different friends from different areas I have a lot of friends that I met exactly that through work some I have uh, two friends one that I've been friends with since I was eight and one friends with since I was 15 so they're very and they so you could say basically I was sort of a child. It was very, uh, you know, that they were from my very young years. And I'm still really good friends with both of them. Really good friends to this day. And um, then a lot. The, the next sets of friends in my late teens and 20s, and there's a lot of those I'm still friends with as well, actually. I'm telling it's a very good question. I did, I have, over the last three years, when we were all kind of locked up, locked down, whatever way, <laughs> um, I've actually made one friend in particular and she responded on this. I've not met her, but we I know that we're friends. So that was one of the more recent ones and I haven't even physically met her. You know, it's just the conversations that we have. And is it harder when you get older? I because I still have had them so, so I, you see, I have, I have a lot of interest in people. So yeah. I don't find it very hard to meet people. And I don't, I, I could sit with a stranger on a bus or a train or anywhere, or go on holidays on my own. And I, I, I'll just get right in there in conversation. Yeah, but you're quite it, extroverted. You're <laughs> able to have conversations with strangers. Whereas if you're more of an introverted person or if you're not that kind, like I do think it gets harder as we get older to, no, I to meet people and to form friendships. No, I don't go out like I did years ago. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not meeting people, but it's just that I like to do certain things and I'll end up in groups. But you're right, Jade, I, that's not what, uh, that's not the norm for everyone. And uh, I do know people that have fewer friends as they've gotten older. So, no, you're absolutely right. It does get harder, which makes it more important 
to nourish your friendships. It's really important to nourish them. It is. And it is one of those things that sometimes you can take your friendships for granted. And when you get into new relationships, sometimes your friendships kind of suffer afterwards because you're quite focused on that person and this little life that you're creating together. But you will always, I think you will always need your friends. I don't think there's ever a time when you won't want them around or that you, you know, because no matter what happens, we go through difficult periods in our lives and we fall back on family and friends. It's just instinct. So it is important not to, as your life goes on, not to kind of let those friendships go stale in some ways. And, and as you said, to nurture them and to keep them up because you do need them and you don't know when you will genuinely need them for support. Yeah, you you really do. And it's true, like what you said about the boyfriend or when you meet someone. In the past, when I was sort of in that kind of a scene and that happening, I used, we, we had it with our the really good friends. This is going back to our 20s and 30s now. We had it like, fine, first two months, you're in love, the honeymoon period, we know we won't see you. But actually, we often would just have to meet up and like go, oh, you know, chat, 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 chat about the boat and like endlessly chat. But for most of my friends, it was a couple that just disappeared off with the boyfriend. And you that was it. One All the time they were with the boyfriend. But for mostly that didn't happen. But you do give an allowance to your friend when they first meet someone. Now, I don't know. Now that I'm 60, if I met someone, what would I don't know what it would be like at this stage, you know, of um... it would be interesting to see because. I do understand it in a way because life is really busy work is busy everything's busy and so you're trying to fit in relationships in the little spaces of time that you have so it's actually easily done that you would get quite distracted by a new partner but I think as you said you get a limited period of time you get you get a bit of your friends are kind of okay you're okay for, for for a while but then after a certain point it's a little bit like okay now now it's not acceptable anymore. The honeymoon period is over and it's time to come back to normal. <laughs> time to, you know, let's get back together again and do a couple of things. Anyway, the other thing that you make allowances for is when your kids have friends. Or sorry, yeah. when your kids have children, especially when they're young. But I have found with pretty much all of my friends, they were only itching to get away for a night every now and again it's like oh my god you know I want to feel like a normal human being again <laughs> not like a mommy you know but it does it, it was a friend yeah it is that thing as well sometimes your friendships don't grow with this you don't grow together sometimes you're going through you meet someone you're at the same stage in life and you grow together and you're in similar situations and then all of a sudden there's a fork in the road and you go two different directions. Like, for example, one of your friends gets married and you're still single or a friend has children, you don't have children. It's quite a massive difference in in your lives. And that can be a, a pivotal time in a friendship as to whether it will get through it, because essentially the goalposts have shifted and you have to you have to refocus and figure out what your friendship is in this new world of who you are. And if, for example, you were the kind of friends that would go out every weekend together, you now have to decide 
I need well, we need to be a different type of friendship now. We have to form a different friendship. And that can sometimes be actually difficult because you feel like you've lost that person in the way that you knew them. Not that you want to lose them from your life, but suddenly you have to you have this hole where they used to be. You've gained them in another area, but it is a kind of a it's a shift in focus, actually. I found some of that quite difficult in some ways because you realize, oh, we're different people or we're in different places. We're still the same people, but we have to we have to look at our friendship now and go, okay, we have to reevaluate it and see who we are to each other in a different way. Like, have you found that throughout the years? Mm, I'll actually uh, admit now on this podcast <laughs> that I was quite jealous of my friends' children at the very beginning until I got used to it. I was uh, sort of jealous that these children have taken my friend away from me. It wasn't yeah. their partners or their husbands because most of them still wanted to have it. It was just like, oh, and it took me a while. I mean, I, I've actually, if any of my friends are listening, now, they're going to find that out for the first time. But, you know, you still had to engage. I love all their kids, by the way. Um, and, and they're just lovely watching them growing up and becoming, some cases, fully fledged adults and in other cases they're just on the verge of becoming adults young adults and some of them are in early adulthood so it's amazing but I just I, did, I remember feeling that mm, I'm you, you know with people with I know if I had a child your child is I don't know can anyone ever be closer to you than your child so you get shifted out. You get shifted out when someone gets married or is in a very serious long-term relationship. You're shifted out a bit. You're you're not as important, but you're very important, you know. And uh, then, but when the children come along, it's a completely different shift. It's like, and I'd say almost. I don't can't speak for my friends but what I see is even the child is probably becomes even more important than their husband yeah or yeah wife as the case may be you know maybe maybe not that's just my perception so I did feel that and it took me it took me quite a while to get to get used to it because I'd say to younger friends now I said oh don't worry when your kids when your friends have kids um, you'll get your friend back in about five or six years time <laughs> that's good to know I'm I'm at that stage you do now. want to start going back out and what happens you know to women is they want to they, they love being a mother obviously but they also like being that individual as well and this is at least my experience with my friends that had children that they got back to when they're away, say we're away for a weekend or away at a somebody's birthday party for the weekend, they feel like that individual again. At least that's the, my experience of, of yeah, but they do with you know, once the kids are they're gonna go to bed and sleep all night, you get you do get them back again. <laughs> it's good to know I'm kind of at that stage now I have some friends who had children early but in some ways I feel like our friendship I, a lot of them I met when they had children anyway so we became friends and that was already there 
but I'm at that stage now where some of my friends are starting to to go in that direction and you're kind of like oh okay this is this is a change we're not going to meet up in the same way we're not gonna and your conversations shift as well because suddenly you're talking about now I suppose we get older and our priorities change as well and we're talking about different things you know we're not talking about the next Saturday night that we're going to go out on the town we're talking about you know mortgages and all of that fun stuff and it does feel in some ways you do mourn for what you had before but I think it's a stronger friendship because it just means that you have them throughout your life you keep them because you can have that shift in dynamics you can have that change and they are there but I do think it's something people have to face head on and and not pretend that it's not happening as well or that want their friends to stay who they were and you know not change in any way even though they're like as you said a child is somebody having a child is a massive shift they're not going to be the same person they're not going to have the same priorities and absolutely you're not going to be a priority in their life most people will fall away you know when, when people have children that's their number one so I think people need to understand that as well and not force their friendships to be or to stay stale and stay static the whole time that they can sort of, they need to evolve and they have to evolve with them. And like you, I'm, I'm sure you've seen that over the years as well, like that lots of your friendships have changed, but they're still as valuable as they were years yeah. before. Yeah, they've really grown. And I mean, as you mature, as a, you know, as you mature, as you get older anyway, um, the friendships mature and they deepen and uh, they just change anyway, even if the friends didn't have children. Because I have fr I'm friends with, uh, you know, people that are around my age that didn't have children as well. Not so many. Most of my friends, my female friends have kids. Um, but um, it does change. And then your, fr your friendship would change anyway, because you're changing yeah. as you grow older. And, and, and it's a really, it is that test, but yeah, you're right. And it certainly changes when they have children, but it does not take away in, you know, once the, the children get a little bit older um, and your friend then has a bit more time back in the, their life. I mean, most people, most people, whether without children, whether without partners, um, have lead very, very busy lives. This I don't know what's happened to make life so busy, but but it is. So you know, but they do come back around as that as that friend as they always were, but it definitely deepens. It's yeah. actually very interesting. I love it. I mean, I have one friend and we tend to go away for a weekend once a year if we can and she cannot wait to get away uh, yeah. I think she goes away maybe with one or two other friends as well but she can't wait to get away and we talk endlessly I, I don't I don't even know how we can talk as much as we talk but we do we'll literally and we'll get a twin room and we'll like literally talk each other to sleep <laughs> And it never ends. <laughs> we just keep going, you know, and it's, it's really beautiful. I love those friendships. I have a couple of friendships like that uh, where we talk endlessly and endlessly. 
know. It is. I have a friend as well. It's always really interesting. I, again, I kind of tend to dip in and out. So it can be long periods of time before I communicate with people. But I have this one friend and every time I catch up with her, it's like so much has happened in her life. I'm like going, how did you fit all that in in four weeks? Like this is madness. And then she's asking me, oh, what's been going on in yours? And I'm try- I'm searching to try and find something to tell her because I'm. she lives her life rapidly like she she makes quick decisions and she you know she takes big risks and so it's always really engaging when you have those conversations and I'm like going okay now I I sit down and I go okay tell me what 85 things you've done and what's changed and I'll tell you the four things that I've done in the last six weeks it's kind of nice that you kind of live vicariously through them a little bit as well their life experiences I feel like you're kind of going you take them on and you live it with them afterwards even but it is it's that different like you can be so different from someone and still have these big friendships with them and and still feel really connected to them even though you're so so different and in some ways you're black and white but it's it really is it's what balances you or something I think if I think they work as well as if you have so much in common with someone as do you have do you find that most of your friendships you have like lots of things in common with them or do you find that you have friends that are just people wouldn't put you guys together as friends I'm trying to think most of the friends there would be a lot in common but I have one friend that uh, we became friends we we keep saying we were meant to meet in this life because we've met in three different ways in 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 our life right uh i met her first time when i was 19 i was modeling at the time in galway just local modeling by the way and uh she always just slipped that in there it's just local modeling it was modeling that's not yeah yeah but it wasn't in case anyone thought i was in london (laughs) (laughs) no it was locally in galway it was a great crack it was great fun i was only 19 and this 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 friend had a shop at the time and we met then but we weren't friends then we just met then and she remembered me or whatever. This is way back in the 80s. And then we met uh, years later. When was it? It was in the 90s. And she had organized a workshop. And I went along to that workshop, didn't know it was her or whatever. And we met again. And it was like, oh, my God, this is great. And then I was took over my friend, other friends' uh, work, her, her practice for a while and this friend came or her massage practice should I say when she went on maternity leave and then this friend happened to be going to her for massage and so therefore we met a third time by giving massage and we we really that because there's an intimacy with the massage especially people come to you for a long time and you you know you just you care about the person that's there under your hands from week to week and that from there we became friends but we she's in a completely different world and work life we just meet each other but we we don't meet in any other way do you know as in we we don't really socialize together but we're really good friends and I'm a confidant of hers like I will literally go to the grave with things that that friend has said and they'll never they've never 
they've never passed my lips ever and they never will well that's a, that's the way I would be with a friend anyway but but you know what I mean so we don't even hang out together but we're friends and we meet once every couple of months so it so you wouldn't have essentially you wouldn't go around in the same circle so it was quite unusual that we managed to kind of cross each other and we never would have met because our circles are completely different circles so that's one friend to answer your question that's one friend that it, we met in such such a way and we just become really good friends and she probably uh, gives you something as well she's a good bit well a good bit she's about 10 or 11 years older than me but she does probably give you a different perspective on things because I think sometimes if yeah. you are friends with people who are in the same circle as you who are in the same mm. potential industry the same you know what I mean it's nice to have people that have different completely different because they don't set they don't see the world in the same way so then when you're talking to them about something they might throw something at you that's that you never thought of so actually it's it's really good to have those type of friendships that they're you're totally different you've totally different POVs and you bring something different and unique to each other's lives it's harder to find those friendships because we're like you got lucky you overlapped with that person three times but it's very hard to overlap with somebody or to find a connection with someone if you don't have much in common or if you don't overlap in some way in life be it work social life family or friends of friends really we just felt that we both say that that we were of we gee we were really meant to meet because that was three times and then on the third time it developed into the friendship it's destiny yeah it was destiny you could say that I mean you could go into all sorts of levels you could go way off into another realm of saying that your soul you know it would depend on what people believe that uh, they come to be you could get into souls soul groups and all of that which there's probably no point in going down that route but you because you don't really know but I did feel that with that particular friend and I have to say in terms of friends going out of your life as well there's two people that went out of my life three I could say but uh, in particular the two of them they I don't miss them but they you it's you know one of the people that we read out uh, was about using they used me both of them really used me quite a bit to get stuff done and did you feel that straight away from the friendship or did it take you a while to realize that I was younger I was in my 20s early yeah mid-20s met one and oh no both of them I met in my mid-20s and and one of what they they two met each other through me these two people then there was a a kind of way of pushing us out any people you know out and getting us to do things for I anyway well without even going into the details they're two people I was very glad to let go out of my life and I was a lot younger then I I realized you know I'd had enough this would have been after a fair bit of being used and not given any respect so no and these days I just well it doesn't really happen but I also I'm more selective with people these days I will give most people the time of day but I'll give everything with the people that I I really really like and 
love and and just a trust that are really close you know I'll give whatever to that yeah and you learn to suss people out more easily with all the experiences that you've had I mean that's that's what you know that's what your life experience teaches you as well I find as well it's interesting that you talk about your 20s and your with your younger friendships I would have had from a small area so you're kind of you're limited in terms of friendships but I still had really good friendships when I was younger but I learned an awful lot when I made friends in my later 20s I I got a few friends that were a little bit older than me um and suddenly I I started seeing how they treated each other and we had this group this friendship group we actually met through work and I started seeing how there was no competitiveness with them and I felt that a lot of my friendships in my teens and my early 20s there was always a level of competitiveness with people it was always kind of you know how better you were doing or what was going on um and I started realizing in, in my late 20s or my mid to late 20s that's actually not the way friendship's supposed to be it's supposed to be it's supposed to be that you're happy for each other and you're never competitive with each other and you never want to compete with each other and I learned a lot from that group of friends and suddenly I looked at my friendships differently and I decided that actually some of them I wouldn't consider friends they're people I knew they're people I grew up with but they weren't true friends they weren't actual friends we just had happened to be together so I do think you can learn a lot from friends you can as you get more friends and as you bring other people into your lives you learn different ways of being friends with people and how it's supposed to be and it's kind of and I still I continue to do that I I continue to learn from my friends in how they treat me as well and teach me to be a better friend I think you, you should always be open to kind of how your friends can teach you how to be a good friend because I don't think any of us are brilliant I don't think we're born brilliant friends we kind of learn how to do it essentially you know do you feel like you've improved with your friendships over time and that you've gotten in some ways better at being a friend I think so I hope so I definitely (laughs) hope I've become a better friend and that's I was like taken with what you just said there in my 20s I I would have been jealous of some of my friends. When I worked in theatre, I was jealous because I didn't feel confident uh, in my abilities or whatever. I, I didn't think I had any talent or anything like that. And, uh, and I am still friends with people I met in that theatre at that time. And one is particularly close. But I remember saying to that, the, the, the friend is very close. I find that I had to admit that I was jealous. It wasn't, I was jealous of their abilities and their work because they were all so creative, you know, and I didn't feel that I was. And so what I did was I managed to overcome the jealousy in work of, of them, you know, of their talent and the one friend in particular that's the same friend, by the way, that I uh, that I had had the one fallout with that we can <laughs> laugh about now. Thank God we can laugh about it. Um, but I, she she is 
very, very talented. And uh, oh my God, I was just so envious more maybe than jealous. I was going to say than jealousy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was more envy. And I, I told her, I just started to say to her, oh my God, how do you do that? I'm just like, I can't do that. I'm so jealous. And somehow it dissipated it. So yeah, I, I did improve by what I think there's a certain amount of self-regulation and not over analysis of yourself but watching myself so everything that I do I'll always look at my own motive I'll just say check in with my motive for something and I, I mean I'm not saying I'm even the perfect friend now I hope I'm a lot better of a friend than I ever was years ago and I think I was always a good enough friend, you know, yeah. Uh, but I, de- yeah, there was things that, you know, I would, would have gotten, and yes, gossiped, you know, or given out about a friend to another friend. Now that's sort of thing that's done a lot younger, I think. So yeah, I, yeah, Jade, I, I did, I watched what I did, not so much what my friend did, but what I was doing and what, what could I do to make the friendship better and, if I feel competitive, if I feel, it's very rare that I feel, in fact, I go, oh, God, fair play to you. I, I wish I could do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, as you get older, you realise what your own abilities and talents are. And you just love the abilities and talents of the other friend. Uh, you know, I think it was maybe five or six years ago. I've been thinking I'd love to start a blog and I had no courage to start a blog. And then one of my friends started a blog. I don't think she kept it up, but I got was like, <laughs> I wanted to start a blog. I remember momentarily getting envious again. But now I just see it as the green-eyed monster in myself or or whatever it is, you know. I actually know my abilities now and I know what I'm not capable of. And that particular friend is really creative. Oh, my God, she can come up with amazingly creative ideas. I'm not saying I don't, but in the area of work that she does in, I'm just like gobsmacked sometimes what she can come up with, like click, click, click your fingers. Oh, my God. And that is her. And, And each of us has our own abilities. And we're not in competition with friends. Even if you have been. Yeah, even if the, even if it if it if it crept in at some stage. But I do think people would be lying if they said they were never envious of their friends, even their really true friends. Because I think that's just a human trait. And I guess in some ways, it's what you do with that envy. Because sometimes actually that can be quite a good drive for you like if you're envious of your friend that doesn't mean you're not really proud of them or you're not really happy for them but you might want to do something in your life and that actually can spur you on to to do it so I guess it's what you do with that envy and that you don't hold it against them that is the real thing that makes a friendship and that you're not actually you don't let that friendship go because you feel envious of them and you don't want to see them have a good time it's more that you're you start to look at your own life and what you can do to kind of improve it, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And what what about things that I know I, I can be annoying? I definitely have annoying traits. 
or uh, maybe I remember there was uh, there was a guy that was taking a while to get over him and I could see with a couple of friends they were like all right we just talked about the same thing over and over again <laughs> and I knew I was but I, I came to that I knew I was myself and I stopped talking about it yeah. and I still didn't you know still took a while longer but what what do you do when there's a a repetitiveness going on in a friend or something that annoys you about a friend you know I suppose it's okay to be annoyed with your friend because we're all human you can be annoyed with your flipping brothers and sisters and your family yeah. and your mothers and fathers as well you know is that just human do you think yeah I think I think again I think there are there are times when I'm you're always annoyed at people in some way or another because it kind of depends on if you're having a really bad day you can be annoyed at everyone no matter what they're doing but one of my friends once said she was talking about another friend actually and she said and it really stayed with me you kind of similar to what we were saying about when you meet a new partner you get a period of time you get a, a sort of a a, a you're allowed to moan and groan and talk about something for a period of time but then if it just continues on and on and essentially if you're like they say if you're doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results I do think your friends are always going to get frustrated on you and so I think you have to be self-aware enough to realize that I've I've had the same conversation with this person for five years now they're not going to want to hear it again and maybe even try and I guess not stop talking about it but see if you can look at it in a different way because I do think you have I think there's a limit to how much people can listen to the same thing especially if nobody's doing it if you're complaining about something and you're never doing anything about it do you, like is there a, a limit to that like do you feel like because I do feel like I have a limit on that now it's it's a long time <laughs> I mean, you could talk to me about it for years but after a certain point I, I will start to go that's kind of the way it is you, you sort of have to accept it and move on and maybe that's maybe that's a bad trait in me maybe that's a that's something that I need to work on in terms of being a friend but I'd be curious to see if that's everyone if everyone has a limit or if I'm just impatient as a person do you think you have a limit no no I, I there, there I think there is a limit on that there definitely is because again to go back to something I said earlier there's no freshness in the conversation yeah. and as the years went on I become more tactical in the way that I would say try to maybe move the friend into another space or way of thinking. I might ask questions of them yeah. or how, you know, and then what I find is they eventually maybe stop. It doesn't happen that often. They eventually maybe stop talking about it as much or they might have a shift. I think as a friend if you truly love that friend yes it's it, I think there's a onus. sorry I'm waffling here but there is an onus not to let it carry on because you enable that yeah. if you continue yeah. to listen to it there's a whole thing about enabling someone 
So you, they, they can be tactical ways to move the conversation to something else or move them into a different way of the conversation. But I suppose you may be like going, oh my God, are they talking about this again? But at the same time, you don't want to hurt the friends. So I would be more of the go down the route of a tactical way of trying to shift it into a different space. If I'm yeah, bored trying listening to it. it. It all depends. Yeah, it all depends. Because I suppose, and this might sound a bit like kitschy or whatever, but if the love is there for the friend, you know, yeah, I just have to yeah. remind myself in those moments, I do love this friend. Step back a little bit. This friend is in a loop here. You know, it is a kind of a loop and they can't get out of it. Or, you know, if it's not, that's not the case, then sometimes maybe there's something being, if I see something's being invested in their part in moaning and yeah. moaning and forever moaning and moaning, then they're actually taking away your energy, you know, after a while. So if you start becoming frustrated then something is is not right. I don't think it's always you. I mean, if you start getting frustrated after them, maybe telling you something twice, well, then you don't want to <laughs> bother with a friend. But if it's after six, seven, eight months, a year, two years, say, well, then I think it's okay to be getting frustrated and then to move it along. That was a very long-winded have... answer to that. No, no, it made sense. It makes me feel better as a friend as well. <laughs> Can I ask a controversial question? I don't know. Actually, maybe it's not controversial. But something that came up a lot in the answers that you got from your friends was honesty. And I absolutely agree. But I have to say there are some times that I'm not honest with my friends. I think you have to read whether your friend wants you to be honest with them or not. Because I think sometimes honesty can be quite hurtful. I think sometimes, you know, people go, well, I'm just being honest. And you go, yeah, but that's, I, I don't want your, I just want your support right now. I don't need your honesty. So I do, I think honesty plays a, a really key part, but I also think you need to be tactful with your honesty because sometimes they don't, they don't want it. Do you find that? Yeah, when I was younger, I was less tactful. <laughs> I wasn't the best intact now, to be honest. I used to blurt things out. Um, this is a part of, thankfully, of growing older, at least for me. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And it's funny you mention honesty because in the, you know, I didn't have much time when I was reading that part. And I was thinking, yeah, but what does honesty really mean? And yeah. so I'm really glad you brought that up because, yeah. I think you have to be careful. I can't think of an example now, but maybe you didn't like the friend's boy, new boyfriend, or maybe you don't even like their partner or their husband, and they yeah. ask you something. It's like, okay, do you, you don't say that straight out. There is one thing about I've learned not to get involved or make any comment whatsoever, for example, about a friend's relationship if it's a long yeah, relationship yeah. in particular, because you're the worst in the world if you give your opinion. Certainly don't give your opinion unasked. If it's not solicited, do not give your opinion. Keep your mouth shut. It's none of your business. But I actually grew to a place, and I would discuss this with my friends. It's like, 
And this sounds, this is going to sound like horrible even. I said, I'm not interested in your relationship. But if you, in that, in the sense, right? As in, I'm not going to be a, a nosy uh, a nosy Parker into your relationship because as you get older your relationship really is between the two of you and you absolutely need to talk about stuff with your friends because a man in my experience anyway there's things you just can't talk to him about because men just don't talk about certain stuff that you'd only talk about with women right and uh, I yeah so I have said to friends I'm not interested in being involved in talking about your relationship but if you ever want to talk to me about stuff that's going on I'm very very happy to listen to you I will still be your friend and I am like if you need to talk to the guys yes. come home about what you're feeling in a relationship but I won't poke around and ask you I I made that decision because I found that when I, I even when I've been asked my I don't even like being asked my outright opinion because that can land you in hot water later on as well so I'm definitely tactful about that now thankfully yeah. most of my friends partners I like <laughs> <laughs> but there has been times you know when I was asked and I'd say well I, I was tactful yeah definitely as I got older because they might be going through something as a couple exactly. and they will get over that but if you if you give an if you make a, a statement about their partner they'll never they can't forget that you can't undo yeah. something like that it doesn't go away once they get back not not necessarily that they've broken up but once they get back on good terms again you will still always be the friend that said something horrible about their husband or their boyfriend or their you know it just I don't think people get over that and it you don't have to like yeah. you don't have to like everyone that's in your friends lives because they we're different people and we have different taste and we've different personalities and I think sometimes people get bogged down in going oh, I don't like them or I don't like that person or they will even if they make another friend and you don't like that friend and I, I think that's a mistake because it's it's you don't have to be friends with that other person, but they get to be friends with that person because they find something interesting about them or they like them in some way. So I do think honesty is it's almost like it needs a little asterisk beside it. Honest, but like if necessary, because I also find that, you know, sometimes you want to vent to someone. We'll say you you're having an issue at work and you want to have a conversation. You want to vent to someone. And I, I have a friend that kind of goes, well, you need to do this. And I go, no, I'm not. But you have to try this. And and you're kind of struggling. With, you go, I, I don't need you to tell me what I have to do. I just want you to listen. You're not asking for an answer. And that's how they feel like they're giving you something. But sometimes it's just about talking about it. So sometimes that can get quite frustrating as well when people try too much to to solve something as well when you, you don't need them to solve it for you you just need them to listen and I was quite I know I was quite bad at that earlier on like I always felt like if somebody told me something or if somebody was going through something I had to find the right thing to say or I had to give them help them in some way and then I realized no I sometimes you can't help them when somebody's going through something really big you literally just need to tell them I'm really sorry that that's happening to you. 
that sucks. You don't have to give them an answer. You don't have to try and solve the problem for them because sometimes you can't. And I think, yeah, that's the, I, I find that really difficult and I've struggled with that. And I've had to really pull myself back and go, no, stop trying to, try, stop trying to solve it. You don't need to solve it. You just need to listen. Does that make sense? Like, is that something that you found? Absolutely. Uh, and again, that was something I learned as I got older. It's just that not everyone has the ability to listen. Yeah. Listen well. Like, I, I, it took me years to listen well. Now, I had a certain amount of training when I was quite young in my 20s. When I did the psychotherapy course, I learned to listen. But that's a diff different space when you're listening in a professional sense to someone in a therapy room, right? But it did give me a great, uh, what would you say? Skills. Skills, yeah, it did give me great skills. It took me a lot longer as a friend listening because all I, I used to listen, but I was listening thinking about how I could solve it for them. Yeah. Maybe not saying it, or, oh yeah, definitely saying it when I was younger. Yeah, you could do this, that. I think that's, again, another part of younger life as well. Yeah. There's a yeah. tendency because you're excited about all the new things you've learned when you're younger. You know, you're learning, oh, this can help and that can help. I was, oh, I was terrible for saying you could do this because I've learned this and this is, you know. And soon your friends over time <laughs> let you know exactly, exactly what you said to your friend. You know, no, I don't. I just want you to listen. But that is something that is learned and some people will always be really good listeners or will become very good listeners and not everyone will. Um, but true listening actually helps the person resolve their problem. You yeah. don't need to, you don't need to might have an odd suggestion here and there because it just comes in naturally as a part of the conversation. But when you truly listen with nothing going on in your head and you're just fully listening to the person, so your head, where heads are always something going on in the head. But, but you know what I mean? That person, you find that the friend you're listening to resolves the thing themselves. They talk, they do, you're listening, you're a vessel, you're an empty, open vessel. And then they're doing all the talk and telling you what's going on. And then maybe the next day they wake up feeling a lot better. I'll give you an example there of recently. And um, as you know, my mom died six, seven months ago. Yeah. And I'm the sort of person who doesn't, I, yes, I, I felt it all obviously at the beginning, but it, it, no matter what in life, it's later on that the emotion starts to come up and out of me bit by bit by bit there was about maybe it was about six or eight weeks ago I was seriously thinking about doing some bereavement counseling I thought yeah. that would be a great thing to do and then I happened to be talking to this friend I, I could feel the emotion rising in me but I, I the tears don't always come with me it's just it's deep down and it'll come on and I just happened to be with this particular friend at that time. And oh my God, I cried. It was over the phone, actually. I cried from, oh, deep, deep cried. I cried, I cried, I cried for about 
well, it doesn't sound very long when I say it, when you're actually crying 10 or 15 minutes and talked and cried and talked and cried and talked and cried. I was so well after that. It, everything shifted. I actually didn't need to go for the, the bereavement counselling. That was a true experience of a friend listening. And she never had to give me any fixes or solutions or anything. She just was there. She heard me. And that was all that she needed. Like she's lost a parent as well. And so she also had that understanding in her. But I don't think you need to necessarily. But it's it's listening. I think one of the best things you can give anyone, but especially in your friend friendships, is just to listen and give time for them to listen. Sometimes I'm the one doing all the talking and other times the friend is the one doing all the talking. But in a true friendship, I find it tends to even up. Yeah. And you it know what's out. going on with your friends. So, yeah, that would be my experience of that. And yeah. I do you think it comes... to fix anyone. There's no, people, people sort themselves out if they want to. Yeah, they have to because it has to come yeah. from within you. But I do think it comes from a good place because... You, you don't want to see your friend in pain. You don't want to see them hurt. So you're kind of trying to, in some ways, rush them through a process that can't be rushed. And and you just need to kind of, I suppose, sit there with them, sit with them in it and not feel like, because I, it's a, I suppose it's a question for you, something that I haven't lost a parent, but I know from, from people that I'm friends with who have, you know, the kind of, the things that come to mind that people go oh but they lived a, lo- a great life or they had a very you know and these kind of pleasantries that come out that can sometimes be frustrating for people because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether your parent lived to be 150 like, it's still a loss it's the same loss it would have been if they died younger so sometimes those things even though they're meant as a comfort they can actually have the opposite effect so you kind of have to be careful and sometimes you just need to listen because especially if you haven't experienced that I think you don't understand it so you can't fix something that you don't understand and you shouldn't want to, and you can't you can't rush through that process with somebody it, it, it takes time so it is it is as well kind of knowing that you don't have to comfort them or you don't you can you have to comfort them but you don't have to give them all these answers or all these, you know, to try and take the pain away because you're not gonna, it's just not gonna work. You just, it, it's not possible. No matter what you say, they're they're going to be going through that process. Uh, and they may even pick up that you're not really listening when you say those pleasantries. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do here. I'll just, this is the right thing to say. And people panic as well, Jill, and I totally understand that because particularly around grief in friendships, people panic because sometimes it might be their first time experiencing that with somebody and they don't know how to how to deal with it. And and so it is just about knowing that all you're all you're there to do is listen, all you're there to do is sit with them and just be company. That's it. And and sit beside them in that journey more than anything else that I mean you're the person that can can speak to that more like do you think that that's that's what you needed at the time is just someone to be there yeah and I didn't even realize it because I tend to 
little bit like yourself. I have a tendency to, I just need to sort it out in my own head. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what you're saying. And then if I have, if the person is there, I'm just thinking of that situation. It just was the way it happened, but it was so perfect to be so completely heard. And and in a way, even though we were over the phone, I felt very held by that friend. Held. You trusted Yeah. Tr- oh, yeah, I'd absolutely trust her implicitly. Um, it was, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a privilege. I, to me, it's a privilege when someone tells me something. Yeah. Even if it was a stranger, actually, but especially with your friends. But it's a privilege and I feel it's an honor if someone wants to tell me something or share something or they break down in front of me. You see, that doesn't uh, rattle me at all. But that's because when I was in my 20s, I did that therapy course. I learned how to be with someone in in a particular, you know, in a state, if they're in a particular state of mind that's or anguished or whatever. I learned that very young. And so it doesn't it it doesn't rattle me. In fact, there's a great honesty when something like that happens. There is, there's a real, it, it is exactly as you say, there's a real privilege that somebody feels that they can share with you. And it's funny because when we were thinking about friendships and when we were, before we came on the podcast, I was thinking, you know, that there's often that comment of that you can't choose your family, but you choose your friends. And it's, you know, it's the one that kind of comes up a lot. And I, I realized I'm really proud of my friendships. They're a real source of pride in my life that that I have all these really interesting, amazing people that are my friends. And it, I just feel like essentially it's, it's an honor that they want to be in my life. Do you know, it just feels that way because your family have to. If they have no choice, they can't get rid of you. Whereas your friends can choose not to be in your life. So it does feel like that is a huge point of pride and, and I feel proud of of the different types of friends I have and the different people that are there and I think as you get older you realize how valuable that is to your life and how they enrich it as well because you you just your family is your family and I'm really proud of my family as well but I have they didn't get to choose me <laughs> they have to have me in their lives as well they can cut me out in some way but it's not as easy to whereas people that decide to be in my life if I'm really proud that they they stick around through all the madness and the months of silence that I go through. That's a lovely thing you just said. It really is a lovely thing. And I think it's a really nice thing to end our conversation on. It's really beautiful what you said, that people, it's an honour and a privilege that people decide to be in your life. Well, I certainly love my friends and we might as well do the big reveal now, Jade. Um, <laughs> how long have we been friends? God, you've been friends for 12 years now? 12 years. And then one of the things that's unusual about our friendship is our age difference. Because there's yeah. 20, 24 years between us. And it never it never feels like that, Jill. No, like I remember it never you did. Me. It never did right from the get-go. Never did. But I remember you had someone in your life that had, 
an age different friendship and I remember you saying it was so unusual they they were they were these friends and then you went oh actually we have the same age difference as they do and it's never been unusual it never feels like we are different ages you no. know it just feels like we no. have we've we've a lot in common as well but also I feel like you you have such a different perspective to me that you kind of give me a different viewpoint on life so and I don't think that's about our age though I think that's about who we are as people I think so because I mean I've known you since you were in your mid-20s mid-20s yeah and you were always remarkably wise for someone so young I thought and I think old head (laughs) an old head on very young shoulders but it's a lovely way to be and I also think it's a great reflection of your lovely family it really is and I know all of your family I've met all of them now and but but it's also a part of your essence and your personality too uh, but it's great. I, I just love having a friend who's so much younger than me. Because you might be around if I live to be hundred. You'll be seventy-five. If I live to be hundred, you'll be seventy-five. Yes, and a young will. one. You'll just always be a young one. It, it has to happen, till I'm telling you now. You're, you have to live until you're hundred. But it is an interesting one because I. I genuinely did learn a lot about friendship from you because you really have like your friendships are they've spanned your lifetime and they're they're so different and you have such an array of friends that I kind of was like this I want this in my life I want to have all these different people from all these different areas and these different walks of life that come together and you have always been incredibly open and it's never been there's never been a competition I've never felt like in any in any sense of our lives we do overlap in lots of areas but it's never I would never feel in any way that we were competing on anything so it does no it taught me a lot about friendship oh well I I can say the same about you and the other thing that I was thinking when you were just saying that is how I will overcome completely the thing of, you know, someone being a lot younger and I could ask you anything. I didn't mind being inept in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was inept an awful lot in front of you. which (laughs) It was like, oh, great God, I have no idea how to do this computer stuff or or whatever you know whatever it was but I have always been really um astounded by the wisdom you have as a young person which would maybe even bring me back into the thing of the soul level you know do we come in with stuff are we connected in a different way connected in a different way and we, we we can't prove or even disprove that really but it does make the question, why Why are you friends with some people and you're not friends with others? Like, why do you? Because there are times when you meet someone and you just go, oh, this is my person. I connect with this person. I'm going to keep them in my life. So that's essentially what you're doing. And there has to be something at play there. There has to be a reason why you choose certain people over others. Yeah, I mean, there's something that's unfathomable about yeah, that. Yeah, something else that's at play. Yeah, Because I have had people that, sometimes 
like I like it takes a while. It's like a, a build up before you actually become friends. But then I have I met a girl through work. Um, she's in Europe, and we met at a dinner of a work event, and we just completely connected. And like totally different backgrounds, totally different cultures, so different in some ways. But I just knew we were going to be friends, and we've stayed in touch. So it does feel like. What like it? It is an interesting kind of thing to think about friendship is why you choose certain people and why you're friends with certain people and you're not others. And it doesn't matter about what age you are, what your background is, what you do, you know, what your interests are. It doesn't always factor. That'll be for another conversation, isn't yes. it? <laughs> we cannot fathom that. I really, yeah. No, you're right. And you just meet someone and you click straight away. It's like uh, love at first sight only with a friend yeah you know it's a good way of putting it actually yeah it's like love at first sight yeah but it's uh yeah I'm very very proud and honored to be your friend Jade oh thank you I absolutely likewise no doubt and I am holding you to the 100 years old I'm just telling you now you're not allowed to get out of that one I'll do my very best I'll be getting every (laughs) whatever you're the healthiest person I know so absolutely you can do it oh my goodness well I'll have to keep that going I survived my first podcast you did you (laughs) did and you were very very you were great you kept that conversation going thank you very much I really appreciate you taking the time to come on I know this has been a long podcast but it was worth it because it's going to be my it is my last one on lady time I'm going to be giving up the podcast, but I will still be coming on and contributing to Carol because Carol's going to keep it going and uh, we're going to have a summer break anyway. So I will still be doing some, but this will be this is my last one and there's no better way to finish it off uh, as having one of my own podcasts than this one tonight. Uh, there's going to be a final one with Carol, which we would always do our summer chat before we'd finish up for the summer. But this is technically my last one for the time being, uh, sort of having a chat with someone. So I'm very happy that it was you. And thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. And I cannot wait to see what you do next. I'm very excited about it. God, we'll see. have a lot to be thinking about over the next few years anyway. You're bursting with ideas. Oh, God. Yeah, if I put them into action, that's the thing. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Lady Time. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. It was one that I was looking forward to very, very much. Thank you for listening and until our next episode, bye for now.